1: Did you know that the ABV Podcast is sponsored by Presonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using Presonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use? Well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. Presonus' deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out Presonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, Presonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative, and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible. They're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegie rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegie and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy Hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, it's Happy Hour all day long. That's right, from open to closed, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We love drinking them and love talking about them too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the APV Podcast. almost said like the We Have Spoken Podcast, which is my <laughs> other podcast. That I just too many did recently. podcasts. I have too many podcasts. There's too much stuff going on. This is the APV Podcast. I'm Chuck P. Glad to have you guys with me. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Also, when you get a chance, check out some of our sponsors. Presonus Audio Electronics, our title sponsor for the podcast Athlon Insurance, Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Hops in the Hollows, and Government Taco. I am currently at Burgersmith on Segan, right here in Baton Rouge, one of four locations in the Baton Rouge area, and I've got Jeremy Brown from Rally Cap here with me. It's pint night for Rally Cap. You pint guys night. Are the featured brewery of the month for July. Yep. Thanks for hanging out. Well, I'm hanging out with you. This is where you're supposed to be. I decided I'm just going to bust in and hang out with you. I appreciate you coming, to by, uh, coming by and hanging out with me, Chuck.
0: This is... Uh, <laughs> This is gonna be a lot of fun. And we're excited to be uh, you know the brewery of the month at Burgersmith. So if you for the part of Ju- July that's left, yeah, um, you come by here, it's a dollar off all month. Uh, so um, you need a rally cap beer. And they've still got by the way they still got they still got shoeless on draft over here. So Whoa. for anyone that was liking that beer there, um, they've got a little
1: bit of a sixth to the left of that. And nice, uh, all right. So, yep, come check that out. This the one thing you have to love about Burgersmith. Is their support for local craft beer? Mm-hmm. You come here, all their taps are local craft beers. Mm-hmm. They do these brewery, the brewery of the months or featured brewery, and it's always a local brewery. And the and I think it's a, a lot has to do with it is because Burgersmith's is a local company. They started in Lafayette, yep. and Russ and Angie and the whole crew have from day one have supported local as much as they can. They they had Jay's. Uh, barbecue rub they've used on burgers before. They've used the barbecue sauce in the burger. Right now, they they paired up with me and Jay to do the Frito chili pie burger that's yeah. available for July as well. So you can come here, get a dollar off a pint of Rally Cap, and get this ginormous Frito chili pie burger, which Jeremy and I are going to split one yes. in a little bit because Thanks. it's too much for each of us to have one because it's a massive burger. So, Jeremy, what's going on today? So, we're recording this, it's July 9th. And you guys had a release today. Let's let's talk about that because maybe there's some of it out still in the market. Maybe not, but let's. I still want to talk about the beer anyway.
0: Yeah. So um, today we released uh, our first double dry hop double IPA. <clears throat> and so we um, we took a fan favorite, bang the trash can slowly. It was our beer. actual first double IPA that we actually brewed. I look was back. It? Yeah. Wow. We released it in January of 2020. Whoa. <clears throat> so that was still. Still very early on in our kind of finding our way as a brewery, yeah. Um, and and, uh, we decided to start playing around a little bit with the Double Dry Hop double IPAs. We we did pretty well with the Double Dry Hop first pitch um, a couple weeks ago, and so this one got released today, and it is really, really good. We're going to have some a little later. I brought a couple cans for us to try. but uh, yeah, it's Citra, Mosaic, Wamea on that good uh, double IPA base that we've got, and just exploded the hops in there twice as much. Um, so
1: yeah. I'm super pumped to try it. I saw a picture that Cliff Decato posted because he was there. Apparently, you got him drunk today at the brewery. He was supposed to be here, wasn't he? He was supposed to be here, and we tried to reach him, and he's, and he's blaming you. Says it's your fault. Although he was doing some brewery hopping today, so I was going to say the last I saw of him
0: when I was bartending, he said. These are, this is his words give me a 10 ounce whatever it was and that'll have me at 26 ounces
1: so I don't know if he's drunk on 26 ounces <laughs> maybe he had a good time at Gila. I don't know well I know Gila released one of uh, a, a new lush beer they, maybe they released four I think it was multiple of them. I think. I think yeah. it was four. He brought one onto the JD Cody show yesterday, and we had it. It was uh, there, it was like a Dr Pepper style lush. Mm. It was really good. That sounds terrific. But yeah, he was supposed to be here. I don't know why the hell he's not here, and he can't—he can't be using you as an excuse. It's just not how, how this works, Jeremy. It's no, like, he can't do this. Can't—he can't come on a beer podcast because he had too much beer. That seems suspicious. Yeah, right. Like, get an Uber, man. Yeah. Like, he could ride home with me. We li- he literally lives <laughs> two minutes from me, so it, there's, there's no excuse at all. So, besides the. Double dry, hot banging trash can. Slow. You guys also uh, released recently, bleacher bum. This bleacher one just bum? dropped. Yep. So that was two weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that that was kind of a call out to the Chicago Cubs. They, they historically they had some fans back in the 60s and 70s that actually were out in the bleachers. They actually became like a little group, had the hard hats and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And they, they were known as the bleacher bums. And and you know the, the history that I know of it is that. Um, because they're out in the bleachers, they got the name Bleacher Bums. Because if you remember, Chicago Cubs were only doing day games. They had no lights until like, the 80s or 90s, right? That's true. Um, maybe even sooner than that. I'm sure there's a Chicago Cubs fan that'll correct me on my dates. but I think It was like early 90s maybe. Yeah. Somewhere and around so, there who else can go to every day game and sit out in the bleachers? They, people were like, who are these bums, right? Yeah, right. Well, it turns out they were a bunch of students in general and a few people <laughs> that like maybe worked at night and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they kind of took to that name and, and they kind of became uh, a legendary uh, group of fans in Chicago. Kevin actually um, remembers that Harry Carey used to call the people that sit, sat out in the bleachers in the 80s bleacher bums. I'm guessing after the group that was out there in the okay. 60s and the 70s. But that was kind of the, uh, the impetus for the beer. And then our bartender, Kyle... Did a phenomenal job with the can art. The
1: artwork's great, on it. yeah.
0: And that was this is a guy that this was his first time ever doing anything um,
1: graphic design related at all. Yeah, that's what you had told me. Uh, yeah. And I, when I saw it, I would snapped a picture of the of the, of the artwork and I sent the clip. I'm like, look, like you got, look, like you have some competition here, buddy. <laughs> like this dude did a good job, and he was like, yeah, he, it looks good. And I was like, yeah, you have to I mean, it looks really good with the. It's got the 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 green vines and all yeah, that on the can, the can and ivy and, and yeah. yeah. Um, he's
0: got a, a dude like he did his research. He's got a dude literally with the hard hat on. Yep. The details of instead of flying the W, it's flying the R for rally cap. <laughs> that's um, nice. Just, yeah, a lot of fun he had with it, and and he's got so he's gonna probably do another couple of uh, can labels for us coming up here. Cool.
1: That's yeah. it's good to have someone in house that can do something like uh-huh. that, dude. And considering that was his first one, I mean that's super impressive because that thing came out really really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so that beer is Motueka. Equinaut. Equinaut.
0: equinot Equinaut. Equinaut. Um And uh, Southern Passion. Okay. Uh, I had some today, and I was getting all tropical. I got a little bit of pineapple and then mm-hmm. a bunch of tropical fruit on that one. So we'll see when we try the can. I had it on draft today at the brewery. Um, okay. But,
1: uh, hopefully, hopefully we get the same thing out of the can. All right. You notice, and I know it's, it's – I've had this conversation with a lot of people. The differences in your beer from tapped instead of like having it out of the can like of course the the aluminum in that can is going to affect that flavor yeah but like how how different from a from a from a standpoint from a brewery like when you're out in the market and you're having your beer can you distinctly like when you have that on tap you're like oh this is totally different from how it is in a can i haven't really experienced that a ton um, sometimes I think
0: some of those perceptible differences are something else going on with my palate, right? Like mm-hmm. we just had, we're having here some delicious uh, fried green beans and okra yeah. with some sort of a, so, a ranch sauce with so their, their, their Creole ranch. Yeah, their Creole ranch. And I'm sure that's going to that's gonna affect the way that this DDH, uh, DDH bang the trash can and bleacher bum taste to me yeah. versus when I was drinking <laughs> water over at the brewery exactly. and with a very clean palate. So I don't know that I've I'm sure that there are some differences. I don't yeah. know that I pick them up, and sometimes I think that those differences are more about what's going on with
1: what I've done with my palate, you know. Yeah, I think that that's how it is for a lot of people because I've seen people where they're just like, oh, this beer is way better on tap, or oh, it's way better in the can and stuff like that. And it's like you said, what did you eat yeah. before that? What are you eating during you're drinking, like that's going to definitely affect your palate and cause different flavor profiles to maybe appear that you wouldn't normally pick up if you, like you said, you're just drinking water at the brewery. So when we have it in a little bit, it's going to taste different from what you had earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... And then, um, and then last week we were really, and I didn't bring any of that here today. It's missed opportunity for me, but uh, <laughs> we released Foreign Substance, <coughs> yes. which is our first amber. Um, yeah, I want to try that one. I didn't get a chance to try that. Yeah, um, maybe after the show we can run over there real quick and I'll get you. A okay. too. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's a very very bold amber. Um, it's gonna be a little roastier than what people are probably used to. It's not. Okay. It's it's not. Um, it's not a fat tire or an abita amber. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's closer to what some other someone compared it to a treehouse amber, like just a little bit thicker. Hmm. Um, so, but I either way, I think it's a really really good beer, and it's a it's a it fits a hole in our portfolio. Um, That's true. You guys didn't have an amber. Didn't have an amber. Didn't have a lighter dark beer. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to have that one in our in our portfolio right now.
1: Now, are, when you guys were originally planning out and mapping out the styles that you wanted, was amber even in? that talk, or is it just kind of like, after a while you were thinking about it, looking at everything you have, like, hey, we don't have an Amber. Interesting question, so,
0: we meet every month with our, with Pelican, and um, and so we'll talk about kind of what we think we need, I'll, t- yeah. I'll give feedback on what I think I need in the tap room, like one of the things that I've been adamant about the whole time, is even though we don't do a lager, I always want one or two light beers. Yeah. Um, because not everyone wants to come in and get a fruited sour or a, or an IPA. Yeah, um, sure. And so we right now we've got the Golden Jubilee Blonde. Good beer. And we've got a wheat beer on, on draft as well. Yeah. Educated salad. And so uh, we'll have that input. Pelicanite was actually the one that said, hey, I think there's an opportunity right now for an amber in the market. And give it, I mean... It's mid-July, um, but, you know, it's possible we could keep this beer going in the fall if it does well, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, that was, that we took that lead from them, um, you know, lots of times, because they're getting out, they're out there, they're getting feedback, and they're seeing yeah. what's on the shelves, and they know what's out there from a local perspective, exactly. <clears throat> and, and their feedback was, hey, other than Abita, there's not anyone in the Louisiana, in the Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, Homo Thibodeau market that's doing uh, a local Amber, yeah. <clears throat> and so, at least that they were aware of, and so um they they pitched us on the idea and we said sure let's give it a shot i mean we know it's a style people like down here right
1: a beat amber has done pretty well yeah it's it's a it's a popular beer i mean i drank my fair share of a beat amber back in the day for yeah. sure yeah uh the one question that i got a lot going into this one
0: because lots of times when we do some of these styles We've made them our own by throwing a lot of hops in them. Yeah, for there sure. is no dry hop in it. It's only it's a it's closer to the traditional style. We did not okay. the, put the rally cap hop touch on it. Um,
1: <laughs> Just so, let it be an amber. Yeah, exactly. Just let it be an amber. Um, yeah. So, and I, I think it came out really well. So, I like the fact that you say that it, it's it's not in your in, in the rally cap way. It's not a typical amber. It's not similar to a like you said a fat tire. Or an Abita Amber, which intrigues me because, for the longest time, Ambers were something I drank because it's it's what I knew and I, my my palate didn't know anything else and I wasn't that deep into the craft beer game yet. So, Abita Amber was just a solid go-to beer. It was on tap. You can get it in bottles everywhere. So I'm really curious to try this beer now because at first, when a when a brewery says, "Hey, we got an Amber coming out," I just kind of go, "Okay." Yeah, like it's an amber. Okay, but the way you just des- you describe this beer has me really interested and intrigued to try it. And 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 this is a biased opinion on me. I love sure. everything you guys do. Yeah. So I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not gonna I'm not going to be disappointed by it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, and, and it's you know again
0: it's it's a it's a slightly different take than what people are going to be used to down here. I find a lot of the ambers like a fat tire. Or on a beta amber to be a little bit more, they're lighter, and they mm-hmm. tend to be more caramelly. Yep, um, yep. This one's on the roastier side, and, yeah, and I from, like that. And from a color perspective,
1: is probably on the darker side of where where, where an amber would go. So. okay. Yep. So. Would are would is is there room in the brewery do you have you guys have enough tank space to do a pilsner if you want to do a pilsner? Because that doesn't take as long as a lager to do. But still there's a process there that you gotta make sure you have enough space to do that. Well Pilsner
0: still has to get lagered right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a lager it's a lager beer. Yeah. Um so we don't yet. Um I think that if we add another two tanks, there's a better op- better opportunity for that. Yeah. I mean to be frank Um, Right now, we're getting close to where first pitch almost has its own dedicated tank. We we empty it out, we fill it back up. Yeah, you just got to keep that going. Really close to that, And, and you know, we have markets Right now we're in uh, Baton Rouge, North Shore, New Orleans, Homo and Lafayette. Okay. And and if you look at some of the markets, um, specifically New Orleans and Lafayette, we're way underpenetrated there. And so we have a lot of opportunity to pick up first pitch. Yeah. Um, and even like a beer like Golden Jubilee, like something on the lighter side, which could get filled by a lager at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting back to my point, first pitch is taking up one tank. We want to release roughly a new beer a new beer every week yeah so that's the four other tanks right in general terms plus you fill in a golden jubilee every now and again yeah so you can't really sp- tie up a tank for six to eight weeks uh doing going through the lagering process now if we had seven or eight tanks um, different story different story you got one that you could probably dedicate to doing some stuff like that and, and we
1: we definitely are open to doing that when we get that to that level of capacity yeah awesome mm-hmm. uh my other question I had, so I like uh, uh, you said you guys meet up with Rally Cap once a month. With Pelican, about, oh, Pelican. I'm sorry, you are Rally Cap. What am I? <laughs> up? I've had some beers before I got here, in case you noticed. Uh, cheers. Yes, cheers. Uh, you meet with you meet with Pelican. You talk about what's going on in the market and stuff. Have you ever considered having like not an event so much, but having an open discussion, like a night where you and in, you invite people in the, not even necessarily in the crab beer community, just the people that normally would just come in there and like come and drink, like have a discussion with them. Like guys, what do you enjoy about the beer that we're doing? Like what, what don't you enjoy? What would you like to see us improve on stuff like that? I mean, I think that would be a good thing to do with the clientele and I don't think any other brewery has done anything like that in the area.
0: That's a good idea to, to do something in a structured way. I mean, we're yeah. still small enough where we get a lot of that in an unstructured way. If anyone's been in the tap room and you haven't seen me, you, then, yeah. you know, so, and I'm, <laughs> you know, a large part of what I think my role is when we're open is to sit and chat with people and find yeah. out what they like. Um, in fact, today, Friday, I was, I, I, I was bartending and, you know, there's a few regulars that come in and I get the first... Unfiltered impression of the beer we just released, mm-hmm. um, so we get some of that feedback. But I think it's a good
1: idea to think about doing it in a more structured way, almost like a focus group. Um, you know, exactly. That's what I was thinking, like a focus group. Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. You're you're in there. So when you you have a, a beer release and people are coming in to try that, you can go and talk to them and be like, "Hey, what do you guys think? Like mm-hmm. enjoying the beer?" Because and I think sometimes that gets lost on some breweries whether it's the, the, one of the brewery owners or the brewer itself, and I'm not going to call out any names on any breweries out there, from experience that I've had with certain spots, the owners haven't been as present as they should to go in their tap room and talk to their customers about their beers. And then they get upset when someone goes on, say, the Church of Sacred Brewer mm-hmm. or... or one of the other beer clubs on there, and and says something about a release, mm-hmm. and they don't understand. Like I don't know why these like, nothing wrong with our beer. Why are these people acting like something's wrong with their beer? Sure. If you spent time in your tap room and talk to these customers when you have these beer releases, then like you said, you get that instant feedback, and you can have an open discussion. And be like, okay, like, what do you think? Could be better. And it's no one should co- go in and be like just super cocky and be like, nope, our beer is perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, there's nothing wrong with our beer. Sure. And it's it's a it's a disconnect from your audience. These are the people that are paying for your beer. Mm-hmm. They're they're supporting you. So, like, why wouldn't you want to go and have these discussions mm-hmm. just to, to understand, you know, where they're coming from? Because everybody's going to have a different opinion. Sure. Every, no, one person's going to be like, first pitch is my favorite beer you guys do. And then another person will be like, well, that's okay. And you'll be like, okay, well, you know. Why do you think it's just okay? And like, and you're not trying to be an asshole, and they're not trying to be an yeah, asshole. No. It's just like it's. It, you well, know. Um, for some people, it's
0: like. So we had a, a good example. So you know, another another data point that I get if anyone's ever checked in a beer and untapped rally cap toasted their beer that's me yeah I go in and toast every one of the beers
1: every time i check in you do uh, you do, so you handling you do that's all me. that okay
0: yep. awesome. and, and so the reason i do that though is to kind of get a sense of how the ratings are and also to look for comments yeah and so to, to get to your point about like eh, this beer you know, we had someone check in one and I'm, you know I, he's, he's actually in one of the craft beer groups so maybe he listens to this podcast it was a, it was a, a sour mm-hmm. and he said hey you know this the can tasted funny or smelled funny to me. And so as I do for almost anyone who appears to get a bad can, I mess I left a comment and said, "Hey, you know, if you got a bad can, definitely let us know and we'll take care of it." Yeah. And his response back was, "No, every sour smells funny to me. I don't <laughs> think it was your can. I just yeah. think that this is the thing for me with sours." And so Getting back to your point, I mean, some the, the nice thing about being able to have those conversations, as opposed to seeing a comment in a Facebook group and getting upset about it, is to actually ask the next question and be like, okay, so you didn't like first pitch. What was it? Was yeah. it oxidized? Or was it like, was it off color? Yeah. Did it taste bad to you? Do you tend to like hoppy stuff? Do you tend to like pale ales? Like, because if. If that's just not your jam, then I'm cool. You didn't like that beer. Maybe I have another yeah. beer for you that you might enjoy. But if it was a bad beer, if, then we need to fix that, and we'll, we'll, we'll be, gladly help you get a, a good beer. And, and so that way you can uh, hopefully experience what that beer was meant to be.
1: Yeah, if, especially if you're new to drinking craft beer and you don't understand, like, sometimes things happen in the canning process. Air gets in the can, mm-hmm. and you get an oxidized beer, and you're pouring it, and it's very off-color. It's, like, it's, it's supposed to be an IPA, but it looks kind of brownish. Sure. You're like, I don't understand what's going on with this beer. Now you can have that conversation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- like, why didn't you like first pitch? Well, it didn't look like it should look like. And there's like, don't go. My, my big thing that I hate, I hate this so much. And I've gotten in arguments with people on craft beer boards on Facebook. Don't bash a brewery. If you've gotten a beer that's oxidized and you post a picture of it, like, this is horrible. Can't believe this brewery doesn't have their techniques down. Like, mm-hmm. It happens, people. It happens on a, sure. on a big scale. Sure. Like, Don't shit on a, on a local brewery because something happened and some cans got oxidized and the beer went bad. Just say, look, I don't know if it... And I did this with Juicy when Flying Tiger had mm-hmm. issues when they first released it and it was oxidized. I posted a picture of the beer and I said, hey, guys... Just want to get some feedback on this. This looks oxidized. What do y'all think? And everybody's like, yep, that's oxidized. Totally oxidized. Yeah. And then people started posting, yeah, I got a couple cans too. But then there were some people like just bashing on it and bashing on Flying Tiger. I'm like, look, hmm, man, mm-hmm. I worked in a brewery. I know. I've been on canning lines. Things sure. happen. It's sure. just, it just it's just, the nature of mm-hmm. the beast. Like, it is, it's one of those things. And they're not, what they're doing isn't helping.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not helping. All it's going to do is just cause infighting. On, on that, on that status and everything. So it's, I, I, I like when breweries like you guys are involved with your customers and you're, like you said, you're always in the tap room. You're in there, or Kevin's in there as well. Both mm-hmm. of y'all are in there most yeah, of the time. One of us is usually in the tap room. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I see you guys. I see y'all walking around and talking with people and things like that. And it's not just like people you know. I've seen mm-hmm. you walk up to a table mm-hmm. and like, you guys enjoying everything. How's the beer and sure. all that stuff. So just to have that open dialogue and like, he's, like a, like you were saying, like a more. Con- like a like a uh, constructed forum mm-hmm. or whatever, like a like a town like a town hall meeting or whatever, just to get some feedback because like it's it's going to help you the, and the people there are going to appreciate that you even took the time to be like, wow, those guys care about what we think. Sure. <clears throat> so it, it's a win win for you. That's going to bring more people in. I would think because they're going to be like, man, look, these guys care about their beers. if you haven't tried it, go try Rally Cow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. It just gives us an idea too of like what they're.
0: What else they're drinking? What else they're enjoying? And it just—it's yeah. another engagement point with our community, right? Yeah, and exactly. So, um, I think that's definitely, <clears throat> definitely useful for us for sure to to think about yeah. doing something in that way. Um, and then who knows? There might be. There might be some uh, there might be something that we weren't aware of from a quality perspective. That once you get enough people in the room, they're like oh yeah, I had I had that issue too. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the oxidized can, you know, I think that uh, or the the well, not the oxidized can, the like bashing people in the beer group. Um, I think that's one of the other benefits to being present is you know I, I do have people that are like hey, just wanted to give you a heads up, had this issue, um, yeah. and they're not they're they're DMing me personally in a lot of cases or DMing the brewery. Um, but in, in you know in, in every case we take that seriously and in some cases uh, you know like we we pulled back five versus twelve after some feedback right yep, yep. so in some cases we we'll, we get enough of that and we're gonna we're gonna pull the beer back um, but the other side of that I think brewery owners sometimes when people do get in those and I've I've personally you know sometimes fallen uh, victim to this is so when someone does go into a, a craft beer group and bash you. They probably know you're in there. I still think it's an opportunity for brewery owners to reach out and say, hey, you know, sorry, sorry you got a bad can. Um, And and try to, because anytime someone is giving you that feedback, even if it seems like they're being nasty, I believe they're still giving you an opportunity to fix it. it. It's worse off if they just got the can was like this is crap and said screw this and you didn't hear from them because guess what you're not selling them any more beer no right and so the fact that they put it out there you still have an opportunity if you can handle it right to
1: turn them around and get them back into a good place with that experience yeah and there's just some people that just want to go on there to complain just to complain just for the sake of it and draw attention and just be like look at me i'm cool like screw this brewery because like sure if one brewery is being really successful and they see that people are like. They're brewing great beer. They're doing good mm-hmm. stuff. That one guy's going to just go in there and, and be like, only a beer is good, I'd much rather have this beer or whatever. Sure. It's just stupid.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. And those guys, I mean, those types of people there, I think you've just got to kind of know that they're out there and yeah, know yeah. that for every one of them, if you're doing things right, there's probably three dozen folks that are <laughs> uh, kind of banging your drum as, as louder than he's they're banging your drum against you. So yeah, Exactly.
1: All right, well, we're going to take a break right here and get to some sponsor ads. And while we're doing that, we're going to get the DH back the trash can the trash slowly because yeah. I'm ready to try that. So we're going to take a little break, guys. Y'all stick around. We'll be right back. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information you can visit them online at AthlonInsurance.com or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. that's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com, Cafecito Coffee Roasters. All right, we're back here at Burgersmith for the ABV Podcast, Chuck P., Jeremy Brown from Rally Cap Brewing, and we just poured the DDH, bang the trash can slowly. Now I want to give you guys a tip, don't ever use a frosted glass. (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs> drinking beer please uh, we forgot to ask our server for a room temp glass you brought a frosted glass and that, yeah it's fine for if you're drinking budweiser or whatever but when you're drinking crap beer you you want a room temp glass so Jeremy and I are over here hugging our glasses <laughs> trying to trying to, to you know get the ice off of it and it wasn't too frosted but it was frosted enough to where we were just both like we should yeah. ask for a room temperature. Yes
0: yeah, yeah, you know for in, certainly in our tap room, you know every all the all the glasses are room temperature yeah. just because we don't have a beer that we'd serve in a frosted glass. so yeah um, but uh, we're not trying to water
1: down the beer. Yeah, but which, which is what happens but Oh man <clears throat> that is so good. It's actually so.
0: So you're asking me, and again, we just ate a bunch of food. Yeah. But on tap in the
1: tap room today, I got a little bit more hot burn than I got out of this. I get a lot more juice out of this. I saw mm. someone post on the church saying this may still be a little bit green, but it, it's definitely not one to miss. Yeah. I don't get I don't get any burn off of this. Yeah. So
0: um, I don't know. Maybe 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 the can's a little bit ahead of the of the of the draft right now.
1: That's interesting because. I've had cans of beer where you can tell, like, it's it's still really green. You're getting that burn. It's weird. I don't know. Like you said, it could be the food you ate, but I'm not getting it either. So you you had it earlier at the brewery, and you got some burn on it, and you're not getting any on this right now. No. No, but it's, uh, yeah, Dude, I think. this is delicious. Yeah, thank this you. This is so good. Yeah, Kevin
0: really knocked that out of the park. And I think, you know, so... <clears throat> I think this uh, is a is a good test for us. We'd like to try to start doing uh, more regular double dry hop double IPAs. Yeah, they might not be double dry hop versions of a double IPA we've done in the past. It might be a completely new double IPA double dry hop. Yeah, um, so we're toying around with the idea of that, and um, and also you know potentially even looking at. Exclusive tap room only releases for that's gonna
1: be my next question.
0: Yeah, for uh, for bigger bigger stuff. So up until this point, the only tap room only releases we've done have been small batch, one barrel, not canned. Yeah. Um, we are kicking around the idea of uh, once a quarter, once every six months, whatever it works out to be, some sort of tap room only exclusive, where the only place you can get it is in the tap room. Um, you know, do something special though,
1: right? Make sure yep. it's something that's gonna get people to come out. Uh, you know, uh, so it's. it's it's a good thing to do because it's drawing people into your tap room, had them sitting there drinking a couple pints, get a crowler or whatever to go, sure. and like. To make it even more special, just limit it to like one crawler per customer or something like that. So that way you keep them in there and they're having, you know, they're sitting around, they're drinking a lot of beers, they're checking out. Maybe they haven't been there, they're there with a friend mm-hmm. who, who normally is at Rally Cap and they're seeing the facility for the first time. Because, guys, if you haven't been to Rally Cap, what is wrong with you? It's over off of seeing an industrial what's the What's the address? 11212 Pennywood Ave. There you go. And it's super simple to get to and if you're a baseball fan it's the perfect place to go during the week on the weekends watch the games they've got a ton of TVs in there. You can catch all the games. If there's a game that you want to watch, I'm sure if you ask Jeremy nicely or one of the staff on the bar, they will put that game on for you. There's normally food trucks and stuff out there. There's people coming in doing pop up. Smoking Oak was out there a couple weeks ago doing... Oh. Oak and Smoke's out there almost every Friday now. Dude, um, their barbecue's so good. Oh,
0: yeah. Their, their pork belly burnt ends are... They're... Yeah. They, they made me take up meat again.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then on, the, on,
0: on Saturdays, we've got... Uh, smoke and boil tomorrow. Yeah, we're, um, uh, Richard Market. Yeah, in a couple weeks we've got Nolamia Pizza coming out um, on July 31st. So um, you know we've got a pizza. We've got we've had Chicky Sandos out there. They're having currently having some issues. Yeah, having some truck we're issues. Gonna, we're going to get them back out as soon as we can. And so on Saturdays we're going to rotate through some more some more of those trucks. But right now it's usually food Friday afternoons and evenings, and then Saturday pretty much all day. And then. Every other Saturday we have live music, and yes. so you guys were there on, a, on our only Friday. Uh, yeah, you and Joel yeah. did a great show last Friday. It stormed. It did <laughs> storm. And you, but you guys still had a pretty full tap room. Yeah, uh, which is something, right? I mean, well, that t-
1: doesn't come out in the rain, and you it, guys had a you know pretty full tap room. It was a, it was a nice. Uh, it, st- it started off kind of slow, and we? we ended up getting some people in there. And once it rained, I was I told Joel, I was like, we have a captive audience now. Nobody's going to try to leave when it's raining. That's right. That's but right. we got some good response. We got tipped really well. We got some people left us some good tips, nice. Cliff. Mm-hmm. Cliff showed up. It was, it was interesting because you had food scheduled for that night. I did. Yep. And uh, they couldn't make it, so I reached out to my friends over at Rotolo's Pizza, got some pizzas in there, and then Cliff DeCato showed up and made a pastelaya. Yep. So we had food covered for everybody. That exactly. Day, man. Yeah. Rotolo's
0: on, on Millerville uh, really came yep. through in the clutch, and then uh, Cliff's pastelaya. I mean, and we we got rid of every little bit, every bit of the pastelaya that he made there. So that was a good
1: pastelaya too.
0: Yeah, it was a fun night. I mean, that was a fun night. You guys did a great job. We raised 250 bucks for children's cancer that yeah. night. Um, so um, yeah, it was a good night. And so we, we try to do stuff like that every other Saturday. Um, we'll have music acts. We'll have the food. Uh, and then probably
1: in the fall, we're going to switch that to every other Friday night, just because you don't yeah. want to compete with uh, college football. But yeah, for sure. And I think it'll, it'll help when home games, or happening on a Friday night because normally people like to come into town early yep. for a home games. So you're going to get craft beer fans from Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Yep. I don't know where our schedule is. I hadn't even looked at it, but you're going to get those people coming in, maybe looking for a brewery to come hang out at, and they have you guys to come check out on a Friday night, or maybe if it's a day game, they can come hang out afterwards or something. Sure. You know, yeah. That and you guys haven't really experienced no. A true football season. No. Nope. You didn't even experience a true baseball season last year because nope. of the pandemic. Yep. So, and speaking of that, how has it been now that, you know, things are back to normal for, for, the, for the most part and baseball is, is on, like there was no baseball last summer. No. Nope. So you guys couldn't even have anybody, like, you couldn't, you couldn't blow it out with like you know we were doing all these games and all this stuff so how's it been now that you are able to show games on TV and everybody can come watch it's been pretty good I would say that um, pro baseball was big for
0: us until about mid-May when uh, college uh, postseason started yeah and then everything kind of focused on that. Everyone locally was interested in that uh, until LSU was out, and then really wanted to focus on what the SEC did in the tournament. And now we're getting back into you know people wanting to see pro games again. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been pretty good. I would say so. You know, for us, Fridays and Saturdays have really started to pick up. Um, we do trivia on Tuesday nights with yep. uh, with uh, Michael Hatfield. Yeah. Um, let's get quizzical let's trivia. Let's get quizzical trivia. And that's uh, developing a little bit of a of a of momentum. Good. Um, and then you know we have. Different groups that come in on different days, and so yeah. you know we're starting to see everything kind of pick up uh, from that perspective. Yeah. Are, you,
1: are you seeing like uh, regulars come in there, like people that you see all the time, first name basis? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, on, on, on Fridays when I'm
0: there, there's a it's it's the same group that comes in and yeah. visits me on Tuesdays and Wednesdays is the same group of trivia folks that come in there. Wednesdays and, and it's funny because we're starting to get some bartenders now that are getting a bit of a following, and so Good. depending on who's on, you'll you'll see some of those regular characters come in. Yeah. That's awesome. um, but there's yeah. definitely some regular folks you'll see weekly, some regular mm-hmm. folks you'll see, uh, you know, sometimes a couple times a week, and then you'll get some regular like baseball folks. They might not be there every week or even every other week, but certainly, like I, there's a guy that I know that's a big Astros fan, and so if yeah. the Astros are playing out of market, we can get him on TV. Um, he loves to
1: come over there and bring his friends over there. So nice, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I think football season is going to do really well for you guys, even though Baton Rouge is like a weird town. There's People have their spots where they go to watch games. But I feel like that's that's changed over the years, specifically with the growing number of breweries that we have mm-hmm. here in the area now. Because you have a lot of craft beer drinkers, and maybe they want to be in a different setting. Because, and I get grief about this a lot from people, and I'm, I'm, I have a lot of friends who are bar owners, or work at bars, and I get asked this a lot since everything started to it's like, Dude, you don't ever go out anymore. Like you, don't, you don't come hang out here. And I'm like, no, I, I go out, but I'm, I'm I go I go to breweries. Sure. And they're like, what's so cool about it? Yeah, you craft beer being a snob. I'm like, no, man, it has nothing to do with that. A, I want to support these guys because I'm friends with all these all these guys that own these breweries. I love drinking craft beer, yes, but like I could easily go to Bulldog as well and drink Rally Capper or Urban sure. South or whatever. It's just the environment. Yep. In a bar. You've got to worry about somebody talking to somebody's girlfriend mm-hmm. a fight breaking yeah. out like doesn't happen. At a brewery it's it's just a friendly group of people and you can bring your kids there and it's like there's something for everybody. People want to go there they want to hang out, they mm-hmm. want to drink beer, they want to talk and have a good time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite breweries to go to in the state is Bayou Test, Cornelville. And that's exactly what you described right there. I mean, people are just hanging out. Yeah, it's such a it's a destination to go have a really good day. Yeah, Carlos created a great environment. They have Cajun saucer pizza in there. The pizzas are fantastic. Mm -hmm. The beer is good on Sundays. You go there. There's Cajun music in the afternoon. Yep. Picnic tables outside. Normally, the weather is pretty good and stuff. It's like you can't you can't beat the environment. You can't beat just that atmosphere and not having to worry about you know a fight breaking out or some kind of craziness like that. So, I, I that's why I go to breweries. That's why I like to go and hang out there because I don't have to worry about stuff like that. It was funny
0: today. So today,
1: uh, you know, I made
0: a comment. Uh, the only fights we ever had get in the brewery are between dogs. Um, Fair. You know, know, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, in general, people are going there to hang out with their friends or they're going there to check out what new beer we have. Yeah. Um, And so there's not. Some other expectation of what that what that uh, I- excursion is going to look like, yeah. right? And so it's really hard for someone to impede on either of those things. And so you're not going to get any of that fighting um, no. going on. And then two people in general aren't interested in in someone else. Um, no, you no. know, occasionally get people meet each other, like strike up a conversation over the bar if they belly up. Yeah, We've for got sure. that nice little bar area there. But if you're just there to hang out with your friends, you sit at the table. You're pretty much going to be not bothered. That's um, it. So uh, no, it's it's and it's. It's much different. And, you know, one of the things that we got to make sure we're focusing on, especially in the fall for football, yeah. is that we've got a really complete experience for people. So I've got to have food out there every Saturday. Yep. You know, I've got to make sure that we've got things to do for the kids to do and that people understand that we are family-friendly. That's another question I get quite often, and we are 100% family-friendly. Can you bring dogs there and stuff yep. like that? Exactly. But, yeah, we're you know, we really working. And, and, you know, we have to figure out whether or not it makes sense for us to have permanent food out there yeah, um, sure. to really complete that experience. And so you know that's going to be i think what makes us successful is making sure that that my the experience that they can have there on a saturday uh, not not even talking about the beer at least rivals what you know they can get on seagan lane or other places in baton rouge and so I, we'll make sure that we got a complete experience for everybody and we got nine good TVs and so like if 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 the Tigers are away and you're also interested in watching the Alabama game, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have
1: those games on. Yeah, so they're gonna judge you, but they'll have the game on for you. Sure. <laughs> well,
0: if you if, if we hear Roll Tide, yeah. we might pull out a different keg for you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: get you get something else from the back. Yeah. Uh, and another good thing is like, even if you guys, if there's a night where you can't get a food truck there, you don't have food on site, you're surrounded in this area with some great places that people can go and pick up food. We're in one of them. Yeah, we're in one right now, Burgersmith. Yeah. Right here on C Seag- you got Burgersmith, you got Hive Pizza right next door, yep. south and yep. Southern Poké. Yep. You have a number of choices where you can grab food and bring it to the brewery as well. You yep. guys don't discriminate on that. Like if you, you want to bring food and you guys don't have anything, yep. please bring it in there. I mean, you know, even if we
0: have something and it's not something that's up your alley, uh, by all means, bring in food. There's nothing that says that you can't bring in food. And we do get people that sometimes bring in food. And they'll kind of sheepishly walk up to the door. Am I
1: okay? I'm like, yeah, come on in. I mean, these, yeah. these, guys will, these guys will still be fine. You know? uh, <laughs> I did that a few weeks ago when Kirk Holder was playing. I had my little girl with me. And... I was like, Oak and Smoke was there. I knew she wasn't going to eat any barbecue. So we stopped at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I got her some food and like she ate. And then I went and picked out on a bunch of barbecue. Exactly. To win-win for everyone. It goes
0: back to the complete <laughs> experience,
1: right? I mean, yeah. you
0: know, I've got a... If we're doing a, a food truck, and most food trucks specialize in one type of food. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, a way for me to compete against going to one of the other places down Seagan Lane is if I don't have a menu item they want, you can bring that menu item in that you want or have it yeah. delivered even. You know? Yeah. So.
1: If, if you have like NOLA nail me a pizza there. Yep. Somebody shows up and my kids only pizza, which is weird cuz every kid eats pizza. They want chicken fingers. Yep. Go to Chick-fil-A. Go yep. to Chick-fil-A and, and get that. Yep. All right, so they brought the the JD's frito Pie burger to the table. So I feel like we've got to we've got to get a bite and talk about this burger. Now, Jay and I have done <clears throat> collaborations with Burger Smith, but Nothing is a featured burger of the month. Normally, we would come in and we would do a Facebook Live video and they and Angie Doyle would be like, all right, you guys go out. Come up with a crazy burger. We're going to do a Facebook Live and talk about it. And I tended to make some of the crazier burgers. Yeah. We did a burger one time where my buns were uh, the child's grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, jeez. They were the buns. Another one I did was a... Uh, I did the, the filet burger with sauteed onions, mushrooms, blue cheese, and the fried green beans. So like a steak, kind of like a steak wow. burger. It was delicious, it was really good. I'm trying to push that for a burger of the month. I did one, like a, I called it the ballpark burger, and it was the Smith patty, chili cheese fries, and their hot dog split in half on top. Mm. <laughs> it was a hot mess, but really, really good. If we use something in the playoffs, we might need to see about getting that uh, recipe brought over to the brewery. We can make that happen. <laughs> we can make that happen. So they, they graciously cut this burger in half for us. So I'm going to yeah. grab this half here. And one thing I meant to tell them and I forgot was... Like they cut it? It kind of cut it. It might have to get in there. There you go, Jeremy. Uh, I meant to tell them to... Put the Fritos on the side because sometimes they just get a little little lost in the chili. Ah. So the the Jay's uh, Frito Pie Burger, Burger of the Month here for July at Burgersmith. you got their Smith Patty and it's seasoned with Jay's sweet and savory chili rub. You've got some raw onions, Kobe Jack and cheddar cheese shredded. Burgersmith's amazing chili, which they make in-house fresh every day. Yellow mustard and Fritos. It's just like it's a ball. It's, it's kind of like a ballpark burger. Like it kind of is. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. My goodness. Oh man. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> no. And and also, it, I was just looking at. I mean, the patty's really well cooked too. Yeah. We ordered it medium. We got it medium. Yeah. Oh, that's a good burger. I'm kind of glad I only have half of it, but it's a good burger. Yeah, I mean, I probably could have ate a whole burger. Mm-hmm. I would have regretted it later <laughs> when I got home. So I figured the safe bet was for you and I to just split a burger. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I I
0: had a couple hours for coming over here. I had Oak and Smoke's pork belly burnt end. So, mm. you
1: know, I didn't need a whole. Yeah, that'll put you in a down a me. Yeah. I had Oak and Smoke yesterday for lunch. They did a. I saw that on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, they did a little pop-up over by Overpass Merchant, and uh, my buddy Jay Parker, who I work with over at Guarantee Media, so he's a Texas guy, so he knows his barbecue, so I said, hey man, go and get some barbecue for lunch, you want to come with me? And he was like, absolutely. He loved it. He thought it was great. We got some brisket, we got the pork belly burn-ins, got some mac and cheese, Got some. I got some beans, he got some coleslaw. No. The one thing I will say, and I'm going to talk to Brandon and Jeff about this, not like I'm an expert on mac and cheese, but I thought the mac and cheese could use more cheese. Okay. Like you just, it was, there was cheese on it, but it was almost like, I'm the kind of person when when I'm eating mac and cheese, when I make mac and cheese at home, it is, it's cheese. It's cheese with a little bit of macaroni. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that's not for everybody. Sure. But. A little bit more cheese would have, been, would have been... I didn't hate it. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> I not, not what like, you mean, though. It's not going like to turn it down, but... Like a cheesy mac and cheese, like... I want that yeah. when I think of mac and cheese. Yeah, I, I will say, I, the beans I had today were really, really good. Their um, beans are good. And
0: uh, and so, yeah, the, what, what they're starting to do... Um, so we approached them to, to do, like, a regular Friday thing out at the brewery. And there's a couple Fridays coming up where they can't, they've got other engagements. Yeah. Um, but what they're going to start doing, I believe, is popping up on Perkins Thursday for lunch. They're going to do it Friday for lunch and then come over to us at 3. So they're going to do, like, a 12 to 2 somewhere, okay. come over to us at 3, from 3 to 7. Nice. And then do some other breweries, pop-ups and stuff like that on Sundays. And I believe they're outside of Dubix. Uh, or sorry, on Saturdays. I believe they're
1: at duvix on Sundays. So the, Well, they were doing it, I don't think, I don't know if they're still doing that. They, they were doing that for a while. And I want to say when I talked to the guys when they were at Rally Cap last time, they had taken a break from that. Okay. Just because they had gotten so busy. Gotcha. And I mean, just imagine the process of having to prepare all that meat for all those events. Like, if they're doing one event from noon to three and then going to another event from like six to nine, sure, that's a lot of prep, yeah. And then
0: I believe they did a slightly different menu, um, like more of a grab and go menu, yep, um, for the the side of the road pop up mm-hmm. as opposed to ours which are more platters but you're right it's a lot of prep especially yeah. when you're doing two different menus
1: so well the menu they had yesterday it was they had some plates that you can get and they were also doing sandwiches, sandwiches. and tacos I was like how are you and it was just it was Brandon and another girl in the, in the trailer mm-hmm. with him and that was it yeah
0: I was like Bro. I think lunch is just Brandon and, and the uh, and one of the women in the trailer there so yeah.
1: um, but they kill it i mean their food is so good dude it's really really good it's it's hard to find good barbecue in baton ridge because baton ridge like louisiana is not known for its barbecue sure it's just not what it is people try to do barbecue and just like they try to do an amalgamation of different styles and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't new orleans has blue oak. blue oak's amazing central city barbecue is so good you want to talk about great burnt ends their brisket burn-ins are oh, ridiculous. Those out, yeah. There's a smokehouse in Luling. It's Gonzo's Smokehouse. Mm-hmm. It's like a pop-up. Yep. Their brisket's incredible. I love this. Here in Baton Rouge, uh, Memphis Mac, their barbecue is legit. His ribs are crazy. His burger is amazing. So there's spots. You just got to know where to find know where them. to where to find but them, But now. it's just like we're just not a barbecue town. We've had barbecue spots pop up. I mean, you have Sonny's Barbecue here in town. You've got over on uh, TJ Ribs. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, there's like one other spot maybe. But it's good, but it's just, it's it's not, like somebody from Texas come here comes here and tries to eat barbecue, they're just going to laugh that. Sure. Off the plate. Like, this isn't barbecue. Like, yeah. Unless they find the right spot. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I've been to Franklin's Barbecue in Austin. I've had legit insane brisket. Sure. So, I'm, I'm going to be a little judgy. Like, look, I've had really good brisket now. But, there's people doing really good brisket here in Bad News. Like Oak and Smokes brisket is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Super tender. It's got a great smoke ring on. It's juicy. But the the good thing about barbecue is it pairs well with beer. So pairs very well with beer. It mm-hmm. makes sense that it would be at a brewery, mm-hmm. you know, and do a pop up there. Now speaking of pairings, I think the DDH pairs well with this burger. Yeah, the DDH would pair very well with this burger. I think also because I mean you got this
0: burger has a lot of flavor, yeah. and so if I was pairing, I would pair it with a beer that also could match that. Mm-hmm. And so if I was, like, what they have on tap here is shoeless, I'd probably put it up against that. Um, okay. I, I probably wouldn't do it, my personal preference is I wouldn't put this against the
1: sour. Um, no, I'd I at least first pitch or shoeless here. I yeah. agree with that. So for anyone listening, and I don't know why you don't know what shoeless is, is, let's talk about shoeless for a second. Go ahead and tell everybody out there what shoeless is. Or oh, yeah. redacted. <clears throat> No, Shoeless was Shulis not was redacted. Shoeless okay. was fine.
0: Yeah, because uh, um, yeah, that that didn't reference a current baseball player. So our okay. our, our our letter, our, our love letter from <laughs> Major League Baseball Players Association, was simply that we could not reference any active or current um, Major League Baseball players' name, image, likeness, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Which is a term we're all getting more familiar with recently. Right. Um, but uh, so Shoeless was a double IPA, and well, it's been a, a minute since we've had this, even on tap in the tap room. So I'm gonna have to look up the hop combination. <laughs> um, but it was, a, I mean, it was it was a combination that really kind of delivered, um, you know, that same citrusy tropical uh, that you're nor- that you're used to getting out of us here. So that that combination was Raquel Idaho Seven and Kashmir hops. Wow. Okay. But Not you your know. typical hops. Not typical for us. And not tip- not, a, not a traditional hazy set of hops. Mm-hmm. But Idaho 7 kind of, and Kashmir kind of, I guess, is the one that maybe flips out of there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Citra Mosaic, you know,
1: yeah. Are you guys going to be doing anything more with New Zealand hops? You know, um, let's see.
0: I'd have to find out. We've got a, we've got a beer coming up. In, a, in the next three or four weeks called By the Numbers. Okay. And it's three different experimental hops, which I think are out of New Zealand. They're the HBC. Um, and boy, if Cliff would have showed up, be able to, I'd, I'd be able to know right away. But, yeah, you know, he, thanks, Cliff. He, he couldn't find the Uber. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, so that might be the next New Zealand-style uh, hop. So on deck we have... uh, uh and actually, by the time this comes out, it might already be released, but um, the next iteration of our of our Galarraga beer, so it's that Oak Cream Double IPA, yep. um, and it's going to be named after the pitcher that's in those videos that yep. uh, that we took to, to kind of tease Galarraga, so... SBR HGN for Brett Saberhagen who's not a current player and as far as I know does not taste our beer endorses our beer. Um, <laughs> that you know of. Yeah. But that's going to be uh, so it's Galarraga with Citra Mosaic this is going to be Sabro Mosaic on the Oak Cream Double IPA base which I think is going to be a really good one. I mean, nice. We love the Sabro Hop. It just yeah. brings that coconut and a lot of tropical fruits with it um, or flavors with it. Um, then we're going to come back to the sour again because okay. we're, we're almost out of uh, the, the sours that we that we brewed recently and so um I believe that one's gonna be much more of a tropical. <clears throat> I think it's passion fruit guava, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, and it's gonna be. I don't have it. I don't know that we know the name for that one yet. Gotcha. And then we're coming back with an IPA by the numbers,
1: um, which is the three experimental hops. No. Okay. So, nice. I know that you, me, Kevin, and Jay are meeting to talk about a beer, which we're not gonna reveal here. Something possibly yeah. that could happen. We got a lot of stuff going on.
0: I've got. I've got a. Reach back out to Justin to figure that out um, when, we can, Cyprus, when yeah. we can do a Cypress uh, collab. I was talking to Brad today I'm about getting another Gilla collab going, nice. and then you know a former baseball LSU baseball player who, who who does endorse our or has had our beer and I think enjoys it. He does. Um, you know might, we, you might hear something about that coming up uh, soon to uh, having a partner, uh, some sort of a collaboration partnership on on a beer like that. So we've got a few kind of marketing collabs slash brewery collabs uh, in the irons in the fire right now. And I'm pretty excited about all, the, all those because, you know, the thing with you and Jay, that gives us an opportunity to kind of be exposed to a, a, a market segment that isn't sports lovers and might not be craft beer lovers, right? They might yep. be craft beer interested or craft beer open, but not craft beer lovers, uh, all of them. Um, and then, you know, the uh, the other one with the with the... Former LSU baseball player, I think that's got a real chance to kind of hit some of those sports people that we've been trying to crack into. Absolutely. Um, And then of course, anytime we partner with another brewery, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, you know, it's a way for us to support each other. Hopefully, we can both
1: learn something
0: uh, through that process, and uh, you know, make some beer and have some fun out of that. So,
1: I love when local craft breweries get together and make beer because it's like the saying goes: a rising tide lifts all ships. And as much as it is a friendly competition with everyone in the state, the fact that all of these breweries support one another and mm-hmm. want to help one another and and show up at, at their tap rooms and drink beers and all this stuff for you guys to get together and create beers to release out to the public is super awesome. And the, the, the collaboration that we're talking about with Jay, it, I was a little nervous at first when... We were talking about it, and Jay was like, Let's talk to Rally Cap about it because you guys are a baseball themed. Mm-hmm. Brewery and a lot of the beers that you do, or I mean, the majority all the beers you do, are baseball themed. Sure, so what we were proposing is just like so off brand for you guys. I was like, I don't know if that's gonna work. Like, not that I don't want to do a beer at Rally Cap, that would be amazing, mm-hmm. but I was just worried from like a marketing standpoint. But like you said, it's, it's reaching a different audience that may not have heard of Rally Cap, may not have tried the beers, and that's going to open them up to wanting to try those beers. Mm-hmm. So and that's going to be great. And then the LSU player that you guys are talking with, that is gonna be great as well because let's face it, a lot of LSU fans, they're Bud Miller Coors guys. They're Absolutely. not craft beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. So if you had if you partner with a well known former LSU athlete and release a beer with them or whatever and then you do an event where they can come and talk to this person and mm-hmm. all that stuff and bring those people in and introduce him, Introduce them not only to that collaboration but to all of your other beers in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even, like, so, you know, your point about um,
0: partnerships that don't necessarily touch touch uh, sports, um, it's not unprecedented. Like, the Marybird Bird-Perkins beer, right, as far as I know, they don't have a lot of athletes over there. True. Um, yeah. It's, it's certainly, I mean, you know, I'm... As, as we t- talked about earlier, I'm raising money for pediatric cancer research. I mean, yeah. cancer is something that I feel strongly about is a, a disease that we need to kick its ass Definitely. And Absolutely. so it's certainly something Kevin and I both feel like we can um, get behind and, and, and uh, get our company behind. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, that one made sense to us. Again, we love working with you and Jay. And so if there's a way that we can help you guys out in, in, a, in a way that makes sense for us, yeah. then we're going to do that. And so, you know, as much as we try to keep our own stuff, in
1: the theme, we'll jump out of that theme if and when it makes sense to do that. I like it. Let's. I want to. I want to go back and 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 talk about your your fundraising with uh, helping to battle cancer. Is there a site or a page that anyone listening to the podcast can go to and do, donate and help out with with what you're uh, you're promoting? Because I want want to support that. I've been and and a lot of us have. I'm sure a lot of the people listening to podcasts have had a relative or a friend or someone that you knew was affected by cancer, whether it was someone you knew that had a relative that died from cancer, or you had a relative or a friend that died from cancer. I had an uncle who died from lung cancer. I had a friend who died from ovarian cancer. So it's it's nothing new to me. And like you said, it, it's something that we need to to be able to eventually kick cancer's ass and, and just obliterate this disease. And I love the fact that you're doing these things to help raise awareness and raise funds for that?
0: Yeah, so the first thing um, that I just wanted to call out is, you know, what I'm doing is I'm riding in support of uh, uh, the Pavlov Foundation, Mm -hmm. which is an organization that really focuses on pediatric uh, cancer efforts. And so um, they do two things. They raise money uh, to both fund... Early seed investments in um, in very uh, basically scientists who have an idea that they can't even get government funding for, yeah. and they do fifty thousand dollars grants to kind of help get that research started. They also um, uh, they also uh, start classes uh, for kids that have cancer, yeah. and they teach them how to do photography. And so what they do is kids that are going through treatment in hospitals, Children's Hospital in New Orleans being one of them. Um, they take these kids, and they, if, if their parents consent, they put them in a classroom with other kids with cancer. So automatically, these kids that are going through this thing that seems very isolating can get in a in a friend group and yeah. be around other kids, um, which gives them a little bit of normalcy back. And they teach them how to take photographs, and they send them out, and they ask them to take photographs. Um, one of the one of the photographs that we have in the tap room right now is literally behind First Base in Fenway Park looking at the Green Monster. So they got this kid... It's a great picture, too. Yeah, and this kid, eight years old, was able to take this photo that looks like a professional took it. Yeah, it's amazing. So at the end of the semester, they actually put on a proper art show for these kids, and the the students get to go kind of show off their work to whoever wants to come. And so I've, I've... I've been to these things. I've listened to the families talk about how much of a difference it was. And so I really believe in the work that they do. Um, I'll be riding 450 miles in five days at the end of uh, August in Oregon. Wow. So it's about 450 miles and about 17,000 feet of climbing. Um, The URL that people can go to, and I'm sorry for the the numbers at the end, but it's (laughs) give.pablov.org slash fundraiser. Slash three oh eight six oh eight nine. So the end of the slash is three oh eight. Six zero eight nine, And and if anyone didn't catch that and this happens to be in Baton Rouge, I have business cards in the brewery with a little setup there where you can go actually get the URL. Um, so if you happen to be by the brewery and you're like, oh, I wanted to contribute to that. Yeah. We got business cards. I also have a little thing where literally like, you can just drop your credit card in and it's a $10 donation. Yeah. You don't have to do anything more than that. You don't have to go to a URL. You don't have to go to anything. So if you want to come by the brewery and make a donation, $10 donation is literally as easy as dropping your card in the slot, pulling it out. And $10 goes to kicking
1: pediatric cancer's ass. Yeah, I can attest to that because when we played there a couple weeks ago, I donated $20. You just put your card in, and it takes it, and you pull it out. It's that simple. You don't have to sign anything with your finger or whatever. It goes and it takes your donation. That simple. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys check out that link donate what you can. Uh, you should also look into teaming up with some of the Hogs for the Cause uh, Hogs for the Cause barbecue uh, teams, because they their whole thing is they're raising money for pediatric brain cancer research. Mm. So, a collaboration with you guys and one of those teams or a couple of those teams out of New Orleans. Or there's a couple of Baton Rouge teams as well, and have them come over and do a do a Saturday where it's like we're doing a barbecue event all day. We're raising money for. For, yeah. for these causes, I think yeah. it'd be great. That's a good point. So we actually last year during COVID,
0: they actually had us as one of the Baton Rouge pickup spots for their Cogs, oh, cool. the Cogs kickoffs. Um, but you're right. There's more opportunity there for for us to partner with them and kind of
1: continue on this path of cancer, you know, yep. so fundraising. So absolutely. Do you want to do a, a Beecher, a bleacher bomb, yeah, a, a bleacher, a bleacher blum, bleacher bloom. Ble- Sorry if you hear any crunching. We're over eating french fries. <laughs> all
0: right, so here, and I wish we were doing this on
1: Facebook Live or something like that to be able to show off Kyle's awesome artwork here. Yeah, the artwork is really good. You can go to the Rally Cap Facebook page and just scroll through their feed and you'll see their post. Or, oh, yeah, go to Rouse's, and yeah, get a four pack. Exactly, you can do that as well. Do you four all have food. any of these at the brewery? We do, yeah. I I think they're still out in the
0: market. Um, Yeah, Baton Rouge, pretty much everywhere has got them. Q, Jackie at Harvest has them. uh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Uh, You know, we got Matherns, we got Calandros, we got Whole Foods, we got Rouses, we've got uh, probably a dozen more places that aren't coming to the top of my head right now. Uh, But yeah, if you if you can't go to the Facebook
1: page or just want to go try the beer, this has been this one's been really well received. Yeah, people love this beer. And, I, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I, I feel like it bears repeating because I'm so impressed with what Jackie has done at Harvest for a person who does not drink. I don't like, know how she does. Like, I don't understand. Like, let's let's get someone who doesn't drink to run our liquor department. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, and and her customers
0: love her. Um, she, she's got. She's definitely got the right stuff in there. Oh. yeah. Clint at Oak Point. That's the next
1: yeah. one. I'm going there Going there in a couple weeks, so I yep. can't forget him. Clint does a great job at Oak Point, but Clint probably drinks. <laughs> Clint does. No, I was talking about more the... Um... Oh, just where the beer yeah, is. Yeah, where yes, the beer gotcha. is. Oak Point's got a great selection out there. Yeah. And if you go to the, to the Oak Point Point Watson, after you grab beer from there, and if you see Clint, shake his hand, tell him he's doing a great job with the beer there, go a little bit further down the road to Day's Smokehouse and get you some boudin balls, get you some... They do. It's a. Uh, I think it's like deer burritos or something like that, and they're amazing. Well, I'll be there next week. I'll be there next Saturday. So are um, so you doing like a like a sampling a or something? tasting? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I got Burger Smith Jubin next Friday night,
1: and okay. then Oak Point and Central. I guess is that the Watson one Central? Uh, well, no. There's one in Central and there's one in Watson. So there's, okay. two, there's two different locations. The Central one is is literally in Central the Watson one's a little further out like if you if you were on i12 heading towards like Hammond, you would uh, get off on, on uh, okay. Jim Springs exit by Bass Pro take a left on range and just follow that and it it'll, it'll, it's a little drive but it'll take you there all right well i'm going to be at one of the uh, one of the uh, oak points next week so okay. let's see yeah hell i might ride out to Jubin next uh, next friday in a not podcast, but just yeah, come you eat. And, grab a burger. Yeah, just come eat and come hang out and yeah. drink. Yeah, I mean, it's basically what I'm doing now. <laughs> just, I won't have equipment with me when I do it then. This beer is really good, man. It is.
0: So this, this beer is three weeks old, and I think it's hitting its stride. The other one that today everyone in the tap room was going on about how much the coconut came through was the double dry hop first pitch. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, even... Even Cliff, 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 if you remember this hey earlier. Hey, Cliff. Yeah, um, if, you,
1: if you're, yeah, if you can remember what you were drinking at Rally Cap today. Um, Supercar- he was commenting that it was, it was really hitting, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got two cans left in my fridge, so maybe I'll open up one when I get home and see, see yeah. where it's at. See if I'm getting some coconut off of it. And we're it. almost out of that one now.
0: That one, um, I think when I left today, we only had like three cases left in the tap room. Oh, wow. And we sold a lot of it today alongside the double dry hop tra- trash can,
1: so. Yeah. yeah. So. When we played there, when me and my buddy Joe Cooper played at Rally Cap a couple weeks ago, I got a couple beers to go because my friend Ross, who started the ABV podcast with me, mm-hmm. was in town. He had moved a few months ago to Orlando, him and his wife and their, and their daughter. He was back in town on the 4th of July weekend, so I figured, like, he loves you guys. Like, y'all were his favorite brewery here before he left. And every time we talked, me, him, me, him, and Kirk have a little group mm-hmm. text going on. And when we post something f- from you guys, he's like, man, I miss Rally Cap. So I was like, cool. DDH first pitch, he's gonna love this. And then I got, what else did I bring? I think I brought bleacher. I was going to say we wouldn't yeah. have bleacher bum. I think I brought bleacher bum. So like I brought in, I brought them for him to take back with him to Orlando. Yeah. Well, we ended up at Kirk's house and we pretty much drank all all of it. <laughs> did he at least get some? I think he. Oh no, he did. Okay. He was there. He, him and his wife came and hung out with us and we and we drank there. I think he he had a can of each that he was able to bring back with him. Because <laughs> I was like, he's like, you want to open this up? I'm like, no, man. I brought this as a present for you to take home. Yeah. To enjoy in Orlando. He's like, nope, I want to drink this right now. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> I assume he enjoyed it. He loved it, man. He was, he was, he he was raving about it. And uh, he actually brought me a four pack of some beers from the Orlando area, and I, I can't remember what they were. It's like a little, just like a little mixed four pack. He says there's some good breweries over there, sure. but he he got kind of spoiled here. Like he was getting some really good beers here, and he moved there, and. There's like there's a the standard he can get Cigar City and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, but he really missed Rally Cap. So, exactly. just well, letting you know that he was he's he was super happy to get those beers.
0: Who knows? Maybe one day in a in a galaxy far far <laughs> down the road
1: we'll uh, we'll make it that far down I ten and uh,
0: head oh, to Florida.
1: So. You absolutely will. Well, Jeremy, thanks, man, for letting me come and invade your pint night over oh, at Burgersmith. Thank you for hanging out with me, Chuck. It's always a pleasure. Always a good time hanging out, drinking beers and eating some food. I'm glad you were eating some meat tonight. Oh, yeah. No, that, was, <laughs> and that was delicious. I mean, you know, if I'm going to eat meat, it's got to be good stuff. So that was good. Agreed. You guys, make sure to follow Riley Cap on social media outlets, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Make sure when you're you're tapping your beers on untapped. Jeremy's going to like toast you. So make sure you're leaving good reviews and ratings. Don't be an asshole. Give them some good reviews because the beer is good. If you're not, if, if you have an issue, then something's wrong with your palate. And so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm gonna just say that right there. Uh, don't forget to check out the sponsors of the ABV podcast as well. Presonus Audio Electronics our title sponsor. Pelican Craft Brands, Cafecito Coffee Roasters, Hops in the Hollows, Athlon Insurance, and Government Taco. Also, speaking of Hops in the Hollows, if you want to order your beer glasses from Hops in the Hollows, if you use the promo code ABV, you get ten percent off of your order. So. It's a little something to throw out. And a little incentive to get some really cool glasses from Cliff, who couldn't make it here tonight. But I'm still going to go ahead and promote him because he's a sponsor. So it's, it's nice of, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what I have to do. So, Jeremy, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks to everyone here at Burgersmith for taking care of us tonight. As always, the burger's great. The fried green beans, the fried okra, everything was awesome. Come here during the month of July. Try the JD's Frito Pie Burger. Try the Rally Cap beers. If you haven't tried it, if you love Rally Cap, come drink it. You get a dollar off your pint for the entire month of July. So until next time, I am Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Cheers.